You hear that applause? You guys hear that applause? That's for everybody that successfully won their fantasy football leagues in the year 2022 and 2023. But it is time to welcome the first episode into the 2023-2024 fantasy football season. We have a lot in store on this episode. I'm going to rattle off my way, way, way too early top 10 PPR fantasy football players for the 2023 and 2024 season. Guys, obviously, the season just ended and we're ready, rolling full steam ahead into next season. So this is these rankings, my good people, are going to change. Okay, I hope they don't change too much. Because that means I was way off, but I promise you they will change. We'll have guys in the top five that'll be outside the top five, guys in the top 10, they'll be outside the top 15, and guys in the top 20 that I currently have that are going to make their way into the top 15 or top 10 before the season starts. I'm not really sure how long this episode is going to last, but I'm going to go as far as I possibly can. Um, my current episodes, obviously, guys, this is the offseason. Not much is happening. I mean, we're leading up to the NFL draft, which I will have coverage of, as well as insight into prospects, college prospects in this season's draft and guys that I really like. You know, for example, last season, I was really all over Chris Alave and he delivered when he was available. So make sure you keep on tuning in to these episodes, no matter how long or how short they may be, because there will be tidbits that are going to help you dominate your fantasy football leagues. Without further ado, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's roll. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go one through 10 for my top 10 fantasy football PPR players. These, when they're finalized, guys, right when you're drafting, you know, Right before the season starts, my entire list will be on sportsethos.com. So make sure you get there and you make sure that you download my draft guide to help you dominate your leagues. Again, this is just a way, 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 way too early list um, of my top 10 players. However, these are guys that I really think are going to have fantastic fantasy seasons. These are guys that, you know, majority of the fantasy football experts have targeted. However, my order is a little bit different from everybody else. Why? Because I'm here to win. Okay. I'm not here to sell. I'm here to win. Okay. Because I do these podcasts, quite honestly, as much as I love it, and I love all of you guys and I love helping all you guys. It really helps me, right? I mean, I'm doing a ton of research heading into the fantasy draft season. Um, you know, last year was my first season of podcasting. And like I said, this is the first episode leading into 2023, 2024 fantasy season. And I won two out of my three major money leagues. So right now, you know, that is winning, right? If you're winning two out of your three major money leagues, okay, you'll take that all day, every day. So help me help you win your fantasy football leagues. So I, I mentioned my top five a few episodes ago, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to go right through them again. But this time I'm going to give you some details of you know stats and why I like these players. So my number one player on my fantasy football PPR list is 
Christian McCaffrey. Okay, Christian McCaffrey is a beast. Okay, when he moved to San Francisco, he was even better. Okay, over the course of a 12-game season when he went to San Francisco, and this includes the playoffs, okay? McCaffrey carried the ball 174 times for 865 yards. He also caught 54 passes for a total of 481 yards and 11 total touchdowns. Guys, that's in 12 games, okay? We're talking 12 games. So if we do the math, okay, and we take his averages, so his averages are about 72 yards a rush, 40 yards per catch every game, 112 yards from total scrimmage, so in a game, 112 yards, and 5 yards per carry, and 5.9 yards per touch. So if we do all that math, right, we break it all down, over the course of a 17-game season, Christian McCaffrey would have had 1,904 scrimmage yards and 16 touchdowns. Give me that all day long. He's in a perfect scheme, right? You think about the Shanahan offense, it's the zone blocking scheme, okay, which is my favorite blocking scheme. Uh, it, it just allows you to do so much when you have a back like Christian McCaffrey, who's quick, he's got speed, vision, okay, and he's quick to read the blocking. That is the key for zone blocking. You have to be able to read your offensive lineman and know when to cut and make a decisive decision and go. Get upfield and go, okay? You grab the ball, you take it slow behind the line of scrimmage. You have it either bounce back lanes because that's the whole zone scheme. Okay, guys, they're reach blocking is basically what they do. They're getting, they're getting over and you're reading the tail end of your offensive lineman. When as soon as that crease hits, that's the hole that opens. So it's not like a designated like power or an ISO where you're grabbing the ball and you're, you're taking it and you're going directly into one spot. That is not what a zone read offense is. So the back needs to be quick and he's got to have excellent vision. And that's what Christian McCaffrey is in a nutshell, right? Explosive, good vision, great receiver out of the backfield. Okay. Number two on my fantasy PPR, way, way, way too early list, is of none other than Justin Jefferson. Okay, Justin Jefferson, guys, is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Okay, he proved that this year again. Um, he ranked as wide receiver two in fantasy points per game. He ranked first in targets, first in red zone targets, and ninth in deep threat. Deep targets, excuse me. He was top five scoring in fantasy wideouts at 52.9% of his games. And he was also, which is a very key stat, eighth in open rate. So he was the eighth wide receiver in all of football that was open the most. So that is awesome. So he caught 128 catches and 184 targets, 1,809 yards, and eight touchdowns. All of these guys are his career highs. Okay. So Besides, I'm sorry, besides his touchdowns, okay? Besides his touchdowns. He had 10 touchdowns in 2021, okay? His receiving yards this year, no 1,809, were the sixth most single-season receiving yards in NFL history, okay? This is nothing but up for Justin Jefferson. Cousins will be back. This offense is going to be the same as it was last year under Kevin O'Connell, but this is the year two on this offense. So I think this offense is going to be even better in year two than it was in year one. Why? They're going to understand the concepts. They're not going to take all training camp knowing the, the, the basics of the concepts. Now they can really get into the playbook, right? They're going to get real deep into that playbook, um, <laughs> and they're going to uh, start quick and early in the NFL season. So I love Justin Jefferson here at number two. Number three, Jonathan Taylor. Okay, I just see this comeback for Jonathan Taylor. I don't think um, 
anybody should doubt the skill set that Jonathan Taylor has. The guy was banged up all season long. He played on a bum ankle, shoulder. He was just banged up all season long. Okay, In 11 games, he rushed 192 times for 861 yards and four touchdowns. Obviously, guys, this was a huge, huge, huge decrease in what he did in 2021 where he rushed for 1,811 yards and 18 touchdowns. But the bottom line, okay, if Jonathan Taylor is healthy and the Colts sure up their offensive line, and they get a serviceable, serviceable quarterback. Jonathan Taylor has all the ability to replicate the 2021 season that he had. Running backs have down years. Running backs, it always seems to be a down year for a running back. Okay, things the line, the stars don't always align for the running back position because they rely so heavily on a lot of things, and that's a quarterback, that is the offensive line, that is the scheme. They relied on a lot of things, and all those things need to align. And for for Jonathan Taylor, they just didn't align last year, and it, it, it and it's fine. So I really think he has a bounce back season. We know they're going to get a serviceable serviceable quarterback, whether they go uh, in the route of a veteran or they draft one. I think they should go route of a veteran. I, I know it's Indianapolis Colts. That's what they've tried to do the last couple of years. But I would go after like a Derek Carr, somebody like that, and then draft offensive linemen. The key to you winning the game, if you're Indianapolis Colts, is Jonathan Taylor and get a quarterback that doesn't throw pick after pick after pick. He'll loosen up the box for Jonathan Taylor. They'll be, they won't have as much stacked boxes against him, and things will go better. I really like Jonathan Taylor this year, and I would not be surprised if he finishes as a number one overall running back. Number four, my man Cooper Cup. Okay, Cooper Cup is that dude. He is the best route runner in the NFL, in my opinion. He is always open. Before he got hurt with the ankle sprain, he ranked third in targets, 12th in air yard share, so that means yards per pass, and he was a number one wide receiver in fantasy PPR football. The question here with Cooper Cup is not his skill set. It is Matthew Stafford. He'll be fine. Cooper Cup's injury will be fine. Okay. He says he's going to be fine. He'll be healed up hopefully by the start of training camp. He's he'll be fine. Okay. He got the surgery early in the season because the Rams were going nowhere and he saw it. So he's like, you know what? If I don't, I don't want to make this any worse. So let me just get surgery so I can get ready for the 2023, 24 season. But the real question in my mind is Matthew Stafford. If Matthew Stafford has any elbow at all, any elbow, he can have uh, the worst, a 90-year-old elbow. I still trust Cooper Cup here in top five PPR. Screen passes, slants. He's his accurate. As long as Matthew Stafford's accuracy is good, I think Cooper Cup will excel. Okay, Matthew Stafford's elbow was banged up all season long. He still put up number one wide receiver fantasy points with a banged up Matthew Stafford. So we'll see how this progresses. You know, these this is the type of thing of why this is a way, 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 way too early. Uh, top 10, but it's good to start thinking. It's good to start game planning. Number five, Travis Kelsey. Okay, I get it. Drafting a tight end this early when you have a lot of other guys still left on the board is insane. But Travis Kelsey was the highest scoring tight end in six of the last seven PPR seasons. He is simply, guys, that dude. 
As long as Patrick Mahomes is quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm drafting Travis Kelsey as early, right now, as number five. He's 33 years old, but they've been saying that his decline is coming. And Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. The argument here against drafting Travis Kelsey so early is that last year he finished 11th in total points in comparison to the other skilled players around him. So outside of the quarterbacks, if you just lump all those other players in fantasy football, he ranked 11th. So why would you take him at five? Well, I'll take him at five because the tight end position is a shit show. How many people were just getting crushed at the tight end position on a weekly basis? I know I was getting devoured at my tight end position. Okay, I was one of those guys that drafted Pitts. But I was able to pivot and weekly sub in my tight end spot, and it's still finished second in the league in which I got pits. So there is ways around a bad pick early. You just got to be smart on the waiver wire. But going back to Travis Kelsey, I don't want to worry about that next year. I don't want to have to worry about my tight end position. Because the argument I have against that there's 10 players better than him, why would you draft him so early, is because I could also hope to draft somebody later in another position, which are deeper positions, such as a running back position, like a Josh Jacobs, for example, this past season, a little bit later in the draft, and skip on my round one running back. So then, there, there you go. There's more options later in fantasy drafts, obviously, for other positions. So I'm willing to use my mind and my draft strategy and my big board to make sure that I ensure that I have later guys for these other positions if I'm going to go tight end this early. You got to be prepared to either, you know, reach a little bit on a guy that you want later in a draft. Um, and you just got to hope they work out. But you don't have to worry about the tight end position right now if you draft Travis Kelsey. And that's exactly what I don't want to do. I don't want to worry about my tight end position. So, number one, we have Christian McCaffrey. Number two. We have Justin Jefferson, number three. We have Jonathan Taylor, number four, Cooper Cup, number five, Travis Kelsey. And here we go. This is when things start getting interesting. Number six on my way. We wait to early fantasy football PPR rankings. Saquon Barkley. I, I'm going with Saquon Barkley here. Okay. He, I, he finished as running back five overall in points per game. He was able to recapture his explosive side. People are annoying. When they say he's not explosive anymore. Meh, 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 meh. He's explosive. Go watch his highlight films. He's explosive. So what? He didn't break off that one run against the Philadelphia Eagles, which is in the playoffs, which is two games deep into the playoffs. And you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna tell him that he's not explosive because of that? Get out of town. Go back a week. Watch him in game one while in the in the first round of the playoffs that the Giants played. He's explosive. Enough. Not only is he explosive again. He gets the ball constantly. He's second, he was finished second in overall touches this year at 352. And backfield opportunity share, he was in the backfield in the New York Giants lineup 80% of the snaps. The only player that was in more was Josh Jacobs through a regular season. 80%. He was in on 80% of the snaps. He averaged over 100 scrimmage yards per game and found the end zone a total of 10 times. Those all came on the ground. He had no reception touchdowns, which for me is kind of wild. You know, he had no uh, touchdowns through the area, 10 touchdowns on the ground. 
Okay. Oh, by the way, he was tied in target lead in the New York Giants with 76 total targets when he led the team in receptions with 57. I understand the New York football Giants, are, they got to get better at the wide receiver position. So I don't think he leads the team in targets heading uh, after the next season, 2023, but that will make him even better. Teams will stop. He's the only guy teams had to worry about for this New York Giants team. He's the only guy they had to worry about. In 10 games for your fantasy team, he put up over 17 points in 10 games for your fantasy team. He scored 15 points or under in just four of those games. He's consistent. Give me the player that gets the ball. I love Barkley here at number six. The major question is... Will he be a New York football giant next season? Right. That that's to me is the only question. That to me, if he gets, uh, sorry, if he in free agency he goes to a place where it's more of a timeshare, then I, I'm for sure dropping him outside the top six. But as long as he's a New York football giant, I'm drafting him as early right now as number six. Number seven, Devonte Adams. This one's going to be quick. Okay, I'm I'm going to zip through Devonte Adams because the reason why I have him at seven is because I truly believe Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Vegas Raider. If Aaron Rodgers goes to Vegas to reunite with Devontae Adams, he is going to eat. Devontae Adams is the second best wide receiver in the NFL, but if Rodgers goes back to the Raiders, don't be surprised if he finishes number one in PPR this football season. Number eight, which is very surprising for many people, I understand, this player here is actually ranked uh, in the top two in most uh, lists that I see. His name is Austin Eckler. Okay. Again, I have him at eight. He finished fourth overall in PPR leagues last season and the number one skill position player. He had a total of 372 points. Listen, I told you I love I love Eckler. Okay. If you listen to my, my podcast, I love Eckler. I think he's a hard-nosed player. He seems like a good guy off the field. He likes fantasy football, which makes it even better. He's a little engine that could, but. This, the Chargers got a new offensive coordinator in Joe Lombardi. And Joe Lombardi came out and he said, hey, I want to build this running back room. I want to make sure that we have a healthy, full-go, non-beat-up Austin Eckler when we get later on in this football season. So I'm seeing more of a timeshare type of thing in uh, Los Angeles to have a good running back room. I'm not saying Eckler's not going to be the starter, not going to be the star. But what I am saying is I think they're going to give him some breathers here more than he saw last year. So that's why I have him a little bumped down um, on my list. And that's why I have him at eight. And I do not have him at um, two or one like most fantasy experts do. Just like Devontae Adams, this next guy for me is going to be quick because it hinges on one important factor. And this guy from number nine for my fantasy football PPR rankings is Tyreek Hill. And I think Tua's health is humongous in terms of Tyreek Hill. Now, if I was the Miami Dolphins, I would go out and get a serviceable quarterback to back up Tua that is not injury prone like a Teddy Bridgewater. So that if Tua gets another concussion and they have to shut him down for half of a year or even a full year at, at that, 
your t- your offense still hums. Tyreek Hill is a beast. Tyreek Hill is one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL. He's fast. He's quick. He's unbelievable. But according it, it, for me, his fantasy outlook relies heavily upon his quarterback play, and that is Tua Tugavailoa. If Tua is not in the lineup, I worry for Tyreek Hill. Now, Tyreek Hill, if, if Tua is not in the lineup, we'll have those games where he explodes for 20-plus points, but I think there will be times where he may disappear. And if you're drop, drafting in the top 10, you don't want guys that disappear. That's why I'm so high on Barkley. He gets the ball. He doesn't disappear. And last but not least, number 10 on my fantasy PPR, way, 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 way too early rankings is Jamar Chase. Okay, this is a little bit further down uh, than most fantasy experts currently have Jamar Chase. It was sixth in target share at 29.3%, ninth in yard share at 36.6%, and the wide receiver four in fantasy points per game. He only played 12 games this season, and he finished third in red zone targets and fourth in total touchdowns. Can Jamar Chase finish in the top three in fantasy football? Can Jamar Chase finish as the number one wide receiver in fantasy football in 2023-24? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind he could. But I get a little nervous. I understand, okay? He's sixth in target share last year. I get a little nervous because of the weapons that the Bengals have. I know... uh, the, the stats don't lie. I understand it, right? It's staring me right in the face. He was sixth in target share in the NFL. But Higgins is on a contract year, okay? Higgins is going to want to eat. And I think Higgins is going to eat next year. I'm going to have Higgins pretty high on my draft board. They still have Boyd. They have Mixon and Hayden Hurst. Listen, I still have him in my top 10, okay? So just settle down, sit down. Stop whining. Okay, I still have him in my top 10. Just for right now, again, my way, way, way too early, I have him at number 10. All right? I don't want to hear, yeah, I can't believe you have him at 10, not at 7. It's way too early. These, Like I said, this is going to miss and mix and match. But for now, right now, I don't like having a receiver that is surrounded by other very talented wide receivers. I just get worried, all right? I, I get a little worried. So that's why I have him at number 10. Two, go over the list one last time. Number one, Christian McCaffrey. Number two, Justin Jefferson. Number three, Jonathan Taylor. Number four, Cooper Cup. Number five, Travis Kelsey. Number six, Saquon Barkley. Eight, Austin Eckler. Nine, Tyreek Hill. And 10, Jamar Chase. That wraps up my top 10. Way, 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 way too early. PPR fantasy football players for the 2023-2024 season. Today's February 17th. It's a very important day um, in my life, so I just want to shout it out real quick at the end of this episode. Um, Today would have been my brother's 39th birthday. My brother passed away tragically in 2018. Please do yourself a favor if you're still listening to this. If you have any beef with anybody and you haven't spoken to them in a while, pick up the phone, call them text them, reach out to them. Arguing with somebody over dumb shit, excuse my French, is not worth it. Because one day you'll wake up and that person will no longer be here and you will not be able to apologize. So take my word for it. Call up a buddy, call up a sibling, call up an aunt, an uncle, whatever it is, and talk it out. It's not worth it. All right? You guys enjoy your weekend. I will be back next week. 
Well, I will dive either head. I haven't really decided yet. I may want to start with my draft stuff. Uh, I mean, sorry. Yeah, my NFL draft stuff. So like college players next week. Or I may give you my top 15 way, way, way too early fantasy PPR players. You guys have an awesome weekend. Happy Friday. Peace, love, and fantasy football.